0: Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see everywhere. I am covering the game of baseball, including the Atlanta Braves in written form over at TomahawkTake.com. And if you want to check out some more of my minor league series that I have going on right now I've done three pitchers so far over at tomahawktake.com I'm going to get into some more of the hitters this week as well so make sure you go and check that out support me at tomahawktake.com as well. do appreciate it. make sure that you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore Braves as always send in your questions, thoughts, uh, feedback for the episode for the podcast. you know what can I do to improve this podcast for you want to make this an interactive show along with you the listeners so make sure you are following us on Twitter make sure you subscribe to us here on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, really do appreciate all the support there and thank you for making Lockdown Braves your first listen each and every day, I do really appreciate all the listens that you give me, continue to support this podcast continue to be one of the better baseball MLB podcast on the Lockdown Network, so I do truly, truly appreciate everyone who takes time out of their day to listen to the podcast hopefully you enjoy the show, hopefully you enjoy listening to the show and the topics that we discuss here on the podcast as always want to make this your show as well so let me know what you want to talk about today we're going to be talking about the lockout going to give a little bit of update not really much to talk about there but want to talk about more so the impact as we're getting closer to spring training and what the delay of that could mean for the Braves and then I'll talk about Trevor's story as a possible fit for the Braves what does that look like and what does that mean for the Future at the shortstop position for the Atlanta Braves probably a bigger series, a bigger topic. I'm going to get into, and I'm sure this is something be talking about for a while now. But I'm really intrigued by what the shortstop position looks like for the Atlanta Braves going forward. As you know, if you were here for my top ten all-time Braves players list, Braves players that I like to watch. I'm a huge shortstop fan, love the shortstop position, so obviously highly important to me to see who the shortstop of the future is going to be for the Atlanta Braves. So I wanted to break that down in more detail in a later episode, looking at some options for the Braves going forward, but I think it's going to be a very relevant topic that we're probably going to discuss a lot on this podcast, moving forward, as you can tell, I'm probably uh, i probably sound pretty nasally on the microphone. I do apologize for that. Did p- test positive for COVID today. Uh, just keep taking the hits here. We've had. The flu had the stomach bug My wife and son had COVID Now I've got it So uh, be careful out there This this winter season is rough So please be safe Protect yourself and those around you But going to battle through today's episode Because I really want to talk about this Really excited about it Also watching the National Championship game Good luck to all you Georgia and Alabama fans out there Hopefully your team wins the game As you're listening to this uh, On Monday, late Monday night Or early Tuesday morning Let's jump into the lockout situation here because here we are almost mid-January now and talks have not progressed. We are already behind schedule of what I thought would happen when the lockout took place. I figured there wouldn't be much discussion the rest of December with Christmas holidays, New Year's holidays. Not that those guys can't work around that, but it just felt like an easy excuse not to really talk much what I predicted, what I thought would happen is that the two sides would get together early in January, you know, really just bang this thing out and get a deal done and not have this sport drug through the mud anymore. But how naive of me to think that these two sides could get together and do something for the betterment of the game. So again, here we are nearly mid January. And as far as we know, there haven't been any substantive, um substantial conversations between the two sides. So Now we're at a point where you know pitchers and catchers report in you know about a month, and players typically start heading that way around the beginning of February. Are we going to see spring training delayed? And where we are right now, it's starting to seem that way. It's looking like pitchers and catchers will be delayed. Spring training games will most likely be delayed. Not the biggest thing of the world, depending on how far it gets delayed, which I want to talk about more in a minute, but. You know, a great point in the article, I believe it was on The Athletic, um, where it talked, I think it was an NBA executive who has been through lockouts talked about that nothing's really going to happen until games are on the line, money is on the line, until, you know, their backs are against the wall, so, you know, to him it made sense that these two sides haven't really talked, there's really nothing to lose right now, you're in the middle of an off season, so... There's really nothing forcing either side to talk at the moment, and that won't really happen until we get to pitchers and catchers, until we get into spring training. So that line of thinking and just with how each side has really been playing this out, it just seems like that's what's going to be the case. Spring training is going to be delayed. We're not really going to see the two sides pick things up, maybe now in the, even until early February, where I thought it might be early January. Now we're talking about probably early February before these two sides really sit down and try to nail this thing out. So what does this mean for the Atlanta Braves? What does it mean for spring training? If spring training gets delayed, you know, will the regular season get delayed? I'll go ahead and answer that right now before I get into what it means to the Braves. I do not think regular season gets delayed. Maybe that's me being hopeful, wishful thinking. I just can't see these two sides who have argued so much over money and fought so much over money would allow that money to slip away by not playing regular season games. Players want a full 162 games, so they get played, they get paid a full amount, and you know, under, owners want to make that that gate revenue. Something interesting, we talked about actually on the Tomahawk Take podcast that I'm a part of, if you want to listen to that as well, is that um, COVID could play into this as well. I mean, I got COVID right now. Um, COVID is really bad at the moment and who knows when it's going to get better. You hope it's going to be better, you know, when spring comes. I don't know, spring just brings uh, joyful joyfulness and gladness. You just think things are going to be better, but hopefully things are better by the time spring comes around and baseball's not having to deal with what the NBA and NFL NFL and NHL are dealing with right now, but that could play a factor in what the upcoming season looks like as well. I mean, if owners aren't going to get full stadiums full capacity you know that's playing with their money as well and they have to factor that into everything else so just never going to get rid of rid of COVID apparently and it's going to be something that just we have to to deal with going forward but you could see that playing a factor into what the upcoming season looks like and then if the players and uh, if the union and the owners have to negotiate on what another COVID season looks like I mean that's more negotiation so All of that has me thinking that at least spring training is going to be delayed. I'm still hopeful, optimistic that the regular season won't be. But how does this impact the Braves in 2022? It's really impactful for, you know, first of all, they they still have a lot of moves left to do in the offseason. I've talked about that in future podcast or uh, past podcast. But it's also for the... The injured players, you know, the Mike Soroka, the Ronald Acuna Juniors, the Charlie Mortons, you know, getting back with the brave staff and being able to work out in front of them and prove to the staff there that they are healthy and they're ready to go. Uh, I mean, that's a big impact. That's just going to delay them even more. You know, we see the videos of Acuna and they get me pumped up every time I see them, but, you know, he's going to have to be cleared by team doctors and they're going to have to see him and evaluate him. And get their hands on him and, and see where he is from their perspective, and you know that could delay him. You know, some people thinking possibly he could be back for the start of the season, but I, I just I, it's hard for me to see that happening. the The longer this this lockout goes, and without the two sides, without the team doctors and the players being able to really see each other, so that's where it has an the impact there with the injured players, also with the pitchers not being able to ramp up, have that normal spring training that normal preseason routine to go through once again if spring training games are delayed and you get a three four week spring training instead of a month and a half which is what they're used to stretching out those arms for a full season you're going to yet have another season where you're going to see pitchers kind of babied and I I hate to use that as a derogatory term but that's what it is essentially and you're just you're not going to see pitchers starting pitchers go deep into games you're not going to see them throw a lot of innings and you're going to see more pitchers get hurt again which I hate to see so it's going to have a big impact that way as well on on the brave on everyone that will but I mean especially on the Braves where they have you know so many young starters which might actually benefit this them in this scenario but you have some injured guys like Morton like Soroka Freed who always seems to have you know something minor pop up knock on wood it's stays minor, but that's where I see it impacting the Braves the most, just some of their big-time injured players that they have trying to recover and also just the pitching side of things, which is going to affect everyone. All right, take a break and come back, and we're going to look at Trevor's story and what he could mean for the Atlanta Braves and is he a fit for the Atlanta Braves. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include a built bar in your plan. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution. Because it tastes good, you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where is the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret stashes. Replace all that bad candy you have out there with a Built Bar. So whenever you have that craving, you reach in there, you grab that, and you get something good good and healthy. There's so many different flavors. Some of my favorite, the cookies and cream, the salted caramel, peanut butter, brownie. Go to Built.com. Use our promo code at LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that's LOCKED15 at Built.com. All right, so I wanted to talk about Trevor's story. I haven't done this on, on the podcast yet, but the shortstop position is going to become one of huge interest, really, until, I mean, with Dansby Swanson in his final year of his arbitration deal, is he the future shortstop for the Atlanta Braves? I, I don't know. The jury is still out on that. He's making around $10 million through arbitration this year. There's nobody close behind him. In the system. In my opinion, I don't think Braden Shoemake is a full-time shortstop at the big league level. So to me, there's really nobody close to replacing him. And again, I told you, I love the shortstop position. I think you have to have a leader there. You have to have an impact player at that spot. And this is a championship caliber team. You need somebody at that shortstop position. So if the Braves don't feel like it's Dansby Swanson, then who is it? And that's really what I want to look at you know, with Trevor Story and as we go on throughout this offseason, going to do a deeper dive on some of the options for the Braves this year and next offseason as well. Um, I've already kind of talked about Dansby Swanson. I think the Braves should extend him uh, at about $12 million a year for the next four or five years. Uh, I think that would be a, a good deal for the Atlanta Braves. So that's Likely what I would do, but I want to talk about some other options as well to see what you think. So let me know on Twitter as well at shortstopball at lockdown underscore Braves. Let me know your thoughts for the shortstop position going forward. Or if there are some options out there you'd like me to dive into and discuss on the podcast, let me know. But I want to talk about Trevor's story here. MLB Trade Rumors has him projected to get a six-year deal worth $126 million. You know, not not-breaking-the-bank type of stuff. Yes, a big salary, especially for the Braves in terms of years. They just don't hand out that type of length. Trevor Story is 29 years old, two years older than Dansby Swanson, which may seem hard to believe for some people. Uh, An OPS over 900 in 2018 and 2019, but was 857 in the shortened 2020 season, and then all the way down to 801 last year. Still a very good player, obviously, at 801. He's been a 2020 player, 20 home runs, 20 stolen bases in the last three full seasons. Would have done it in that 2020 season as well had it been a full season. Strikes out a ton. I mean, a ton, like 160, 170 times. I mean, he strikes out a lot. Um, the big question with Trevor Story, and you know why I think he could be somebody who perhaps takes a high AAV one-year deal this offseason to prove himself and then go back in the free agent market. The only problem with that is he'd be doing it at 30 years old instead of 29, so probably still tries to get that big deal this off-season, but he had a, a pretty down 2021 year, at least, you know, to his standards. Particularly that average and on-base percentage. Was that a fluke or is this the Trevor story that he's turning into? Previous years before that, he was a 290 average, 350 on base guy. Last year, more of a 240, 310 on base guy. So, I mean, those are drastic differences right there. His hard hit percentage went from 86th percentile in 2019 to 62nd percentile in 2021. So it's a big drop as well as far as his hard hit percentage. And then there's the home road splits, which you always have to look at for players in Colorado. At home, he's slashing 303, 369, 603, 972. And on the road, slashing just 241, 310, 442 with a 752 OPS on the road. So essentially, at home at Coors Field, he's an MVP type player. On the road, he's Dansby Swanson. So, I mean, again, it's hard to judge players in Coors sometimes. Don Leonardo took him out of Coors, still a really good player. In St. Louis I still feel like Trevor Story would be a really good player but with his numbers already kind of declining the last two years which I kind of throw 2020 out the window but I mean they were really worse in in 2021 you know he's he's 29 you probably got another two or three years of his prime that those are scary signs for me and why I think a lot of teams probably will shy away from Trevor Story so it's all about what you believe. Was this past year a fluke? I mean, he still was hitting the ball particularly hard, but again, that, that hard hit percentage going down the last two years, the the strikeout rate that he has, I mean, if he's not, not hitting the ball hard, not getting on base, he's striking out 160 times, I mean, that's tough. That, and that's just the direction that he's going. Again, still a, a very good player, but... <laughs> I just worry you take him out of course, you pay him all this money, and then he's Dansby. He is Dansby Swanson. He's a 750 to 800 OPS player, 20 to 25 home runs. Still, probably gives you more steals, gives you very good defense, which I think Dansby Swanson's a very good defensive player as well. So it worries me a little bit as far as signing Trevor Story. I just, there's a risk involved. And, you know, I looked at the stat cast numbers and all of that. There's nothing really glaring to show that what he did last year, you know, wasn't a fluke uh, again with the, the hard hit percentage down the line drive rate down and all of those things, you know, point to decline, but was it a bad year or, you know, is this who the player he is? And that's what everybody looking at Trevor story is going to have to ask themselves. Um, you know, he had two, he's had two years of, an MVP caliber caliber player, all-star level level player. Last two years, he's been an above average, very good player. So what are you gonna get for Trevor story? Is he going to be that much better than Dansby Swanson to pay him, you know, that much more money, to pay him 20 million a year opposed to paying Dansby Swanson, you know, 10, 12 million a year? That's what the Braves have to ask themselves. And that's what I'm gonna answer after we talk about Bet Online. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue the march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the twenty twenty two season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, so getting back into the Trevor story discussion, you could probably see which way I was leaning in the last segment. I'm, I just think there's too many question marks with Trevor story right now. Part of that could be, I mean, he lost Nolan Arenado last year. That's a big, you know, protection spot in the in the lineup. I think he'd have better protection with Atlanta, and that would certainly help out a ton. But I just, I don't know, it worries me too much. I'm afraid of him becoming, again, a Dansby-level type player at two years older and eight more million dollars a year, and that worries me. Um, again, I want to look at some other shortstop options as well, I don't think the Braves would play this offseason in the Carlos Correa or Corey Seager type sweepstakes. But I want to get into it more. I don't think Trevor Story is the guy. I, I get it. Would love to bring him, you know, to Atlanta and, and see him flourish, be that guy, that All Star level player, and just lock it in as shortstop for the next five, six years, whatever it may be. I'll say this: if the Braves, if he were going to come on a, a one year type deal, high AAV deal, that'd be kind of tempting. But then what do you do with Dansby Swanson at that point? And still you're looking for another shortstop off season. So I don't know. I still I still just don't think whichever way you want to try to look at it, I don't think Trevor Story is the answer at shortstop for the Braves. But let me know what you think. Again, hit me up on Twitter at shortstopball, at LockedOnBraves. Would love to hear your thoughts on Trevor Story. And like I said, let me know if there's any other shortstops out there you want me to dive into as possible options. I'm going to be doing that here over the next couple of weeks. We'll probably have a, a much bigger episode just looking at the shortstop the future of the shortstop position for the Braves and some possible options there, if not Dansby Swanson. But that will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at On underscore Braves. Follow me at shortstopball. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Locked On Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. and we will talk to you next time.